catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning, January 18th. I'm Matthew Bell, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Florida lawmakers are slated to vote on new congressional and state maps. But the new maps have drawn backlash over what voting rights advocates say is a failure to account for the growing Hispanic population in the state. WFSU's Valerie Crowder reports that while the congressional and state plans meet a 2015 court requirement, the plans do not meet a two-tier requirement under the state constitution's Fair District Amendment. The Senate's congressional plan includes four African-American districts and four Hispanic districts, meeting the state Supreme Court's benchmarks from 2015. But the state has experienced significant population growth over the last decade, so much that the state added a 28th congressional district. Lawmakers, however, only analyzed the demographics and districts that the court identified as majority-minority districts. Florida League of Women Voters President Cecile Schoon says they should have looked beyond those districts. They're seemingly saying, we did a functional analysis, we checked on this protected district that was determined by the Florida Supreme Court, and they don't seem to be looking at all to see if there's any other opportunities for minorities to select representatives of their choice. And with all the change in population, it doesn't make sense that they would rely only on protecting the districts that were established in 2015 based on 2010 census. As part of the state constitution's Fair Districts Amendments, the state's electoral maps must meet a two-tier requirement. Tier 1 prohibits intentional partisan gerrymandering and requires districts to ensure racial and language minority groups have an equal opportunity to elect candidates of their choice and participate in the political process. Tier 2 standards require that the maps are compact and follow existing political and geographic boundaries, including highways, rivers, and city and county lines. Tier 1 trumps Tier 2, Schoon says the maps were drawn to meet the lesser requirement and then adjusted to meet the higher standards. So they drew the maps by telling their staff, we want you to build the maps based on Tier 2. Tier 2 is not mandatory. It's the stuff that gives way to Tier 1. So everything you do has to be checked to make sure it's not violating Tier 1, and you're only checking the benchmarks. How are you being sure that... Tier 1's not violated in many more districts. Schoon says public input in the remapping process has been limited. Lawmakers refused to hold town hall meetings across the state to gather public input on the maps, citing concerns about COVID-19. Instead, opportunities for residents to weigh in were limited to speaking at committee hearings and submitting suggestions and draft maps online. Stephen Manguel is with the Latino Justice Coalition, He recently told the Senate committee that Hispanic voters face language barriers due to the absence of translators at committee meetings and the absence of a bilingual state redistricting website. The process has been inaccessible for public comment by limited English proficient Floridians and the many members of the public impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. The end result has been the dilution of Latino political power. U.S. Census data shows since 2010, the state's Latino population has grown by more than a third, with 1.4 million Latino residents calling the state home. 
Manguel explained there should be more language majority minority districts to account for this growth. Latino Floridians must have an equal opportunity to elect their candidates of choice and remain politically unified in communities of interest. The Florida's legislature's proposed maps ignore dramatic Latino population growth after the last decade. Republican redistricting leaders say the process they've employed has generated maps that meet all state and federal requirements. Still, they say they expect legal challenges to the maps when they're approved. After the Senate approves its district, State Attorney General Ashley Moody has 15 days to review the map before it heads to the state Supreme Court. The court has 30 days to give the map the green light. As for the congressional map, the Senate and House must come to an agreement on a plan. After they pass a congressional map, it heads to Governor Ron DeSantis. The goal is to finish the maps well ahead of the candidate qualifying period in mid-June. I'm Valerie Crowder. That was WFSU's Valerie Crowder reporting on new Florida state and congressional maps. Midterm elections for 2022 will take place on November 8th. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. The National Weather Service confirmed that seven tornadoes touched down in southwest Florida on Sunday morning, damaging homes, trees, infrastructure, and injuring three. Hundreds of Floridians were left without power following the storms. According to WGCU Morning Edition, the first two twisters were confirmed in Charlotte and Lee counties. The remaining five were confirmed in Collier County. Experts are concerned the increase in Florida storms may be connected to rising temperatures and climate change. Northern Illinois University officials say they are quite sure there is a correlation between climate change and the increased numbers of potentially dangerous twisters. The National Weather Service says while seven storms is rare, it is not unheard of. The Florida Republican primary for 2024 may see prominent party members up against each other, according to The Hill. Florida Republican strategists say Florida has never had a presidential or vice presidential candidate until former President Trump became a Florida resident. Governor Ron DeSantis has not announced his intention to make a bid for the presidency, but he has also declined to say whether or not he would run if Trump does, a pledge other potential contenders have made. According to a poll from Reuters released in December, 54% of Republican voters supported the former president. DeSantis trailed Trump, garnering a distant 11% of the GOP support in the state. The New York Times reports that the Deauville Beach Resort in Miami is set to be demolished despite concern from local preservationists. Located in Miami's historic district, the hotel hosted many notable guests since its construction in 1957, such as John F. Kennedy, The Beatles, and Frank Sinatra. In 2017, the building was damaged by an electrical fire and was ultimately closed down by the owners. According to the Times, the four-acre property is valued at $100 million and is owned by a corporate entity named the Morello family. Subscribe to the Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Matthew Bell, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Tuesday.